Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. everyone and welcome to comic book club <laughs> i am justin i'm pete and we are here with another banger of a show getting Woo! ready to live our best lives alex is um, seeing spider-man he's got a better life than us okay you didn't i don't know if we were supposed to say that but you did say it and now uh you have and you know what it's summer so the um the kids have taken over it's like uh dad is off at work and we're here yeah. out of school we know we're doing our yeah what's up what's and up he tried to lock the fridge but he didn't do a good enough no, job no, and no. we found the stash of beer and we are having it but we have a uh, a very fun show ahead of us uh pete how are you feeling it's been uh, memorial day has just happened did you have a big summer uh summer kickoff uh yeah i did some chilling and grilling man you know ate my uh weight and uh uh barbecue food so it was uh delicious ate my weight and garbage plate that's what yeah. weekend. uh what did you what's your barbecue of choice is it comic book related uh nope no yeah we just had a lot of uh grilled meats uh which was oh, glorious man. and then of course mac and you know a little mac salad you know what i mean you gotta have that oh. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Uh, great. I uh, was upstate with my family and then was driving home. My car broke go? down and I've spent the last day trying to get it fixed and finally made it home about one hour ago. So here I am. Cutting it close. Uh, just a, two children and a dog waiting in a garage in mid upstate New York. What a way to prepare yourself for a summer. Speaking of being prepared, let's prepare to welcome our first guest Ooh. out here. We have the uh, two members of the editorial team from Tales from the Cloakroom, Volume, volume two, 2, which we're very excited. We talked yeah. about Volume 1 a while back. Uh, but please welcome out uh, Logan Rogers and Jason Holtzman. Yay! Hey. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Yeah, a little jazz hands there. Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get good. into it. That's showmanship right there. Yeah. So we like to see. So let's talk Tales from the Cloakroom. So uh, Volume 2, Volume 1 came out um, pretty Huge recently. Uh, yeah, like not too long ago. And you're already here in Volume 2. Um, what's uh, must be a success. Talk to us about it. Yeah, so uh, this was an endeavor that was just done literally on the coattails of Volume 1, like a, a year ago around this time when they went live on Kickstarter. I saw it, I made my pledge, and then I immediately reached out to the editors because I knew that they were on our Discord server with the Our Best Jacket class that uh, is with the Substack that Scott Snyder runs and teaches classes through. And then Ben O'Grady and a handful of others got back to me. Uh, C.S. Solis was one of the writers who also got back to me, got me in touch with them. Uh, I sort of got the broad strokes plan, and then I put out feelers on our Discord server. And then all of a sudden, we were on our own, and then, you know, the rest just took off. I'm, I'm skipping over massive broad strokes here, and now we have to get <laughs> you got volume two. Very exciting. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, so what now with um, the Scott Snyder sort of the class that that's basically just like a group that uh, hangs out on, on the discord. And like you were, you were talking about, it's sort of like you're all in contact. How does it work with going from just that big group of people to picking who's going to be in the book and who's as the different editors take over uh, in between? Well, it, it was a bit of a process. I got involved because I reached out just like Logan did to editors of the first one. And I was like, hey, do you guys need any more editors? I was late to the party. It was before they launched on Kickstarter. I hadn't heard a bunch where they were like, we're already done, but we have gotten some feelers about volume two. So keep your eyes out for that. As far as selecting people for volume one, it started in Best Jacket. The Scott Snyder's class, our Best Jacket, has its own specific Discord. 
And we put out feelers, and then we now have our own server called The Tankard, which has like 65-ish people in it. Most of them came over from Best Jacket, and I think part of it comes down to as far as who was there to begin with, um, making comic books is expensive, so only so many people True. are like, hey, we're going to be able to pay a writer or pay an artist once we write our story and so that's just that's just how they got over there we're still in the best jacket discord all the time telling people what we're up to we get new members from time to time that's how that group t came t together and then as far as who made it in the final book kind of your standard stuff we had pitches we had scripts we reviewed layouts we reviewed final art saw pieces put together chose who we like chose who we didn't yada yada and of course that sounds really quick, me going over there, but that's what we've been doing since <laughs> June of last year. <laughs> sounds easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds very easy. You take a class and you just put out a book. Done and done. I wish it were so. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of this book, though, this is just such a very cool collection of stories. Um, I, I love the first one. The second one does not disappoint. It's just as good, if not better. Uh, I, I had such a blast reading it, all the different kind of takes and stuff. I'm a sucker for, like, the Big Split stuff was really glorious. But uh, tell us a little bit about, like, what you guys contributed, uh, uh, what your passions for comics are, uh, any of those. Please answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, grew, grew up reading the whole uh, the whole nine yards. You know, I my I am so named after the one and only Wolverine. Yeah, so, dude. Like, I grew up. Yeah, I grew wow. up like literally a comic book kid, just like you know, ham over fist, just eating everything I could get my hands on. So it was wow. Simpsons comics and Sonic the Hedgehog comics as a kid. Then there was you know Marvel and DC, which you never grow out of, and uh, <laughs> you know still here to this day um and then on on the side of that i also do prose fiction writing and playwriting i was a theater kid too because oh, wow. of course i was being a comic book kid and yeah. it's like yeah. live action comic books now your exactly. your parents one or both of them named you after the actual logan or is that a you just taken that? one did the other one got it under the radar like mm -hmm. like they didn't know that's why Smart. they wanted it to be that yeah. way they're like oh yeah. it's a good name yeah logan all right great mm -hmm. they're like okay yeah sweet and then after it was written on the birth certificate, the parent pushing the comic book agenda was like, yes, got it. <laughs> the, the real burn came six, six years later when the 2000 X-Men movie came out. And then like mm. that name was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And your full name, just to, just to say it, is Logan Magneto Steve Rogers? Yes. You got it. Yeah. Nice. That lot of lot over the plate. Uh, Jason, uh, which comic book character or Jason, which Jason are you named after? Yeah, exactly. Well, the only well known one I can think of is Jason Todd, and that's that may that may or may not be the best character to be named after, depending on how you like. <laughs> <laughs> Famously dead for a long time. Yeah, I, I will admit my my dark secret is I have a very large Batman collection, and Ooh. it started out as a Jason Todd collection because I was young, and I was like, oh, you know, nice. Robin named after me. He's and then guy. it just kept growing, and I was like, man, I really wish this hadn't started because of Jason Todd, but that, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now you for for volume two you're on Kickstarter right and why yes. why Kickstarter there are a lot of options for um, platforms to um, to raise money and, and build your comic why why stay on Kickstarter for this? Well, really uh, well just... part of it was volume one. I mean that's what volume one had started with, and so Makes we sense. had an established base. I mean there were some discussions on if we would end up using the same like Kickstarter launch page they did or whether we won it like because they already had it set up we ended up not doing it because it was their own thing but we also we still were in contact with them and so like one of our boosts the kickstarter is live by the way for anyone listening we had a hugely successful launch so far yeah you're watching it yeah they Congrats. were able to push out to all their previous backers like hey guess what's on kickstarter now because you love this book so much so that's part of it and then just being honest i I think Kickstarter is the biggest one. I know there's a lot of new uh, self-publishing places out there, but I myself am not super familiar with all of them. I'm becoming familiar with them as I engage more with 
indie people on Twitter and try to help promote books and stuff. And I see all these new platforms nice. that people are using, which I think is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, just to to name the numbers, you've got um, your goal was four thousand dollars. You're up to almost double yep. that, seventy eight hundred. Uh, you've got 176 backers, which is it's a ton. That's great. Yeah. 25 days to go. Uh, what should? Uh, how should we? Other people come to your your page, or why should they come to your page? And and what are some rewards they can get if they donate? So we have a few different tiers on there. Uh, there's the digital, you know, just regular old PDF. If that's the way you groove these days, digital comics is your thing. You can do that. That's the cheapest way to enjoy the book. There's a second tier higher than that, which is the creator's edition, where a few months after, maybe a few weeks, few months, however long it takes, we're going to do a compiled version of the book that has, like, earlier scripts, pitches, works in progress pages by the writers and artists. Because the idea was that it was all made under a class that we would yeah, then show like you know the steps of development and then as you go on you get uh three art prints or a variant cover um we have uh, jason help me out with the names i know naya rodriguez who did our cover for the book is one of them who are the other two artists that we have uh we have oh i can't think of his first name we know everyone by their discord handles of course so. <laughs> Uh, um, is it, it Steve Mardo? That's our print. That's our print. Yep. We have uh-huh. there's that awesome print of the moon with the jacket, and then it's uh, I think it's Matt Salas did the variant cover. Yes, right? Matt Salisbury. Uh, yes. Given some and, sort of old school uh, Sandman esque uh, imagery yes. up top. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you can do that. If you want to go a little bit higher, there is the ability to add some stickers and bookmarks, which are all designed by Nayar Rodriguez. Um, so it's just different moody cats. One of the cats is a callback <laughs> to uh. the back cover of Volume 1 with the fish, the cute one. Yeah, There's yeah. The, the badass cat wearing a leather jacket on the bookmark. And then if you want to go even higher than that, and it's only five slots, the other editor and I, JB, are offering our editorial services where we will give you feedback on your pitch or on your oh, first nice. comic or whatever it is to help develop whatever you're working on. And then the highest tier you can go is the signed by Scott Snyder edition, where your book will come a little bit later, but you are going to get a copy Worth signed it. by Scott himself. Yeah, And wow. it also comes with everything. All those prints we mentioned, the stickers, stuff like that. It's the whole package. That's fantastic. Uh-huh. I love the sort of pay it forward aspect of that, where you really are building a community, something that really does pay off when you already have 176 backers um, yeah. at last check. So that's um, that's really, really nice and sort of what it felt like comic books used to be years ago. And it, you don't see it as much anymore. So uh, yeah. shouts to that. Uh, one, one more question for you. Um, the, the previous volume, uh, one of the stories was nominated for an Eisner, right? Yes, it was. Just recently. We were all super excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's some uh, big prestige. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, what if is that like in the are... Discord community? Is that? Oh, I mean, <laughs> it was everywhere. And my Twitter, my Twitter notifications, like, I mean, I got on and instantly retweeted it. For those listening, it's called The Beekeepers Do. It's written by Jimmy Stamp. He was the member of the class. For the rest of the credits, I'm sorry, you'll have to go find the story. Because, again, that was in the first volume, so we didn't work with that story a ton directly. But if you subscribe to our best jacket, Scott also, in one of Scott's classes, he went over the story. This was before the Eisner nod. And it was ah. a terrific it was a terrific conversation to see him go over. And I think the reason that story probably got the Eisner nod is you read it, and then you have to read it a second time to realize it was only four pages. Because when you read it, it does not feel like four pages. It wow. feels... Like, there's just so much packed into it. It's so tightly made. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, they pulled this off in next to no space. Like, this is incredible. I think that's part of the reason it's really unique. Cool. That's awesome. Do you feel like, uh, are you more into jackets? There's so much jacket hype. Are you buying more? (laughs) Are you checking your coats when you go out to shows or anything? Your jacket You know, uh... I, I actually love to accessorize. Jackets and outerwear and hoodies <laughs> might actually be the number one piece of clothing that I, I go out of my way to find. Like, I this is how nerdy I am. It, it ended up being this polyester cheaply made thing, but I thought, like, 
the Desmond Miles Assassin's Creed hoodie that he wore in the video games was really oh, cool. Wow. So like a few years ago, he just went on eBay, typed it in, and I found like a replica one. And when it came, it was just this really uncomfortably made polyester, mm. deep whatever. But it was it was pretty fun. That's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Not your best jacket. The very classic Wolverine to be focused on the outer work. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks so much. Uh, definitely check out Tales from the Cloakroom Volume Two. Yeah, uh, thank you, Jason. Jason Logan for being here. Check out the Kickstarter. Back it. Read the book. It's a blast. Yeah, definitely. Congratulations, guys! So excited for the next volume. Thanks so yeah, much. Jesus. Oh, cut him off. Just cut like him Alex. off. Oh man, classic. Tales from the Cloakroom Volume Two. Check out the Kickstarter. Um, as we said, it's a fun read, and uh, uh, that one Eisner coming through in Volume One. That this, the pressure's on. The press. Uh I tell you what, though, that second volume is is a blast. It's so Very much fun. fun. Yeah, it's. I love how little pockets, uh, something like that, gets made, and then it becomes. It continues to grow. That's what it's all about. Uh, so from from something from people just starting out in the comic book industry, moving over to someone who's had some experience. Our next guest, uh, please welcome out. Jorge Molina, everybody. Yeah. Hey, hey. Woo-hoo. Hello, everyone. Uh, pleasure to be here, Pete, Justin. Oh, thanks, uh, man. It's thanks. a pleasure to have you. Thanks for coming out. Now, um, you have a volume of um, collecting your artwork right, coming out called Zerto, correct? Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very excited. It's my first time doing an art book and like putting everything together. Um, so I'm, I'm just... Uh, very eager to just show people what i've been cooking for for the past 15 years and some of the stuff that's never been seen before and you know backstage sketches and all that so it's looking pretty cool plus uh power to the left-handed people i love it yeah 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 so the very few of us <laughs> wow uh so what is the name Zerto? Is that your is that your nickname? How does it's it, lefty? Does come from? It's yeah. lefty in Spanish. It's a it's sort of a nickname that I have. It's a just a silly story that I, it's my gamer tag when I used to play Xbox, and awesome. I was like, I gotta find a gamer tag, you know. And I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna be a demon slayer destroyer thirty four. So I was like, yeah, I <laughs> something you know that it's related to me. So I just picked up Zerto, and from then it just up with all my friends and i was like man that's it's it's also my working hand so i might as well just call my book you know like that it all makes sense makes sense Uh, so it came full circle yeah what went into gathering all of these pieces like you said that some of them unreleased did you already do you always have like that that magic uh file file i mean i i of, of all the art that I've done, the, the stuff that I've been published, there's always a ton of sketches that go behind every single cover or even every single page. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some of that. On the other hand, I also plan to have a lot of stuff from the creator own that I've been developing. So yeah. some of the stuff from like concept work and trying to figure out what's the gonna, what, what the character is going to look like and the colors and all that. So you, you'll see some of that, some of some characters that are just completely my, from my own creation. So it's gonna be like like a little bit of everything, a little bit of the Marvel stuff, a little bit of DC stuff, and a little bit of the personal stuff, and, and hopefully be able to have a big perspective of what I've been doing for feels like an attorney now. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, just uh, thank you so much for all of the amazing art that you've brought into the world. It is just, uh, as a comic book fan, like just uh, loved your stuff and th- and thank you. Like, But from your perspective, like what was the thing that kind of got you going? Was there a comic you read as a kid or was it just kind of like, were you in class just doodling and you kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of like go to a different place? Like wh- where did it all kind of uh, start for you? I think it's just like, it started to build as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I never read comic books. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest about that. I always flipped them through and I found the the drawing is amazing and very interesting. Right. So what I would do is I just pick those comics up and I will try to redraw 
and copy whatever the comments were in it. Yeah. Not paying any attention to the story. <laughs> <for some reason>. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got big into collecting the the upper deck cards. And, oh, okay. and oh, yeah. I became obsessed with those and I got a group of friends that we were all collect those and try to like have the biggest collection out of those. So it started as an obsession of collecting those and at the same time copying those whenever I had a time to draw. But at the same time, it's a little bit of what you say, Pete. It's like I, I never cared for school. I never paid attention to school. And, mm. you know, paper and pencil were always there. Right there. But to me, it was like the easiest way to like just get distracted or entertained, I guess. Mm. It was just to draw and draw. And I, I used to draw what I, I like. So I like superheroes. I like watching cartoons. I like Batman cartoons. I like the X-Men, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the He-Man. <sighs> So that was my escape, I guess, in a way of going to school and being mm -hmm. so bored by it. It's like, <laughs> I got to entertain with the stuff that I like to draw. <laughs> <laughs> so I evolved from that. Cool. It, it, going from like copying your favorite characters, which I feel like we all did, uh, and then making the leap into creating your own, like you mentioned, what was the first sort of jump? Do you remember like the first character you, you drew uh, yeah. out of here? Yeah, I remember. Like, I, I, that's probably around when I was 12 or 13 years old. That's when I started to create my own stuff, you know, and doing my yeah. own characters. I remember it was around the time the Spawn came out, and I was like, wow, this is like a new character. Like, I, I've already seen Batman, I've seen the X-Men, I've seen Spider-Man, but Spawn was just so different. And now there was like, oh, you, you can make new characters. That's, that's so cool. And that's when I started just like, tooling and creating my own stuff and I, and I got a couple of friends who have those drawings still <laughs> it's, just, oh, wow. it's it's wow. it's awkward to look at them because they're so bad but but your friend held on to them there's yeah, something there yeah, said, yeah, that's pretty something. cool yeah 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 it's pretty cool so, to, to look at them it's like there's something genuine and in, 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 in about you know having those thoughts at that age and, and being able to to still doing that at this age <laughs> yeah uh that's awesome that's pretty awesome well speaking of awesome stuff uh we we like to drink on this show and uh, uh stray yeah. bullets are uh stray bullies are our chef he uh, he made a drink for you he cur curated a, a special uh, uh elixir just for you to be on the show here oh, yes uh, uh we have a um a, a chef who's a, a fan of the show. Um, he's our official chef. He works down in New Orleans. If you're ever down there, check out Kushan. Very excellent restaurant. And he created a cocktail called the Zerdo. Um, it's oh, a that's mix. awesome. Yeah, I'll send you the uh, Yeah, yeah, send me. I'd love to recipe. try it out on the, uh, I don't know, it's Tuesday, I guess I can. I can... Can, <laughs> it's it. specifically it. for Tuesday. It's no, a special it's, Tuesday it's a cocktail. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's a gin, limoncello, a little bit of cranberry juice, uh, orange bitters, orange juice, nice, lemon, and sparkling water. Yeah, uh, it's uh, a great, refreshing cocktail. Let me uh, read out what um, he wrote in the recipe. Do you know who Jorge Molina is? This dude is crazy talented and has probably drawn some of your favorite books without you even knowing, knowing it. His artwork is clean, simple, and so descriptive. How could I not make a cocktail to honor his new book of 15 years of collected artwork called Zerdo? Uh, so we'll, we'll post that, and uh, we'll send it your way, Jorge, if you, can, if you want to check it out. Of course, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to check it out. I'm going to drink it. So awesome. <laughs> Straight bullet in the comments, I'm also left-handed. So he, it's a real Zerdo vibe All tonight. Right. Yeah, Thank nice. You. Thank you so That's much. Cool. Yeah, we'd we'd uh, we'd post it on the thing, but we can only uh, since Alex isn't here, we can only get it uh, uh, sideways. It doesn't come yeah. up, so you can read it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. This is the fun. What happens when uh, our other uh, co-host isn't here? Once you have a couple Zerdos, it looks. Yeah, better. then you can read it, and it looks <laughs> legit. Straight, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you uh, just to talk about uh, the book again for a bit. Um, you've it's on Zoop as a uh, a crowdfund. Your uh, goal was uh, ten thousand dollars. You're already also up double uh, nineteen thousand dollars. One hundred four supporters. Seventeen nice. days left. Um, I asked those other gentlemen about uh, Kickstarter because um, that's the platform they use. Um, you chose Zoop. Um, we always are curious what for people out there who are, are looking to start their own comic book project. What drew you to Zoop? What drew me to soup was the people behind it. I mean, uh, it, it all started just as a tweet. I just wanted to, I don't know, 
see maybe 2023 was going to be the year that I'll do an art book. And instantly, I got contacted by Jordan. Uh, so oh, Jordan is, is, is from Soup. So he was like, we can make it happen and just let's work together and, and, and let's do the campaign in, on Soup. And I was like, okay. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I was just tweeting and like, you, you guys took it seriously, but that's awesome. So it, it was very easy to, to work with, with Jordan and, and, and the Soup crew just because they were so on it and they were so supportive. And it, it just makes my life easier as a creator to be able to yeah. put your trust in them and so they know how to run their things um because that's a big part of the campaigns you know to me it's a daunting task to not only put a book together but have to people bring people and make them aware and at the same time creating the fonts and doing the whole campaign it's a whole job into itself so to me just being able to have them and and collaborate together and, and and you know they would listen to me and 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 try to have my input of what I wanted and, and, and how can we get there. That was just key in, into creating this book. So I'm just very lucky and happy to be able to do this with, with Soup. So, yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. Well, that's awesome. I mean, what I like about this is this is great ways to have people who make this stuff support them. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes when you're going out and you're doing stuff you don't you're not always doing the best avenue and something like this is the best avenue to support the artist the person who makes the book there's no real middleman so this is just such a cool project and a great way to support artists so awesome. yeah it's been it's been it's been great i mean right now i'm doing the the the, the, the task of just putting the book together so slowly getting there but I'm, I'm i'm happy that the campaign is out there and then it did so well i mean we still have 17 days left so hopefully people uh will, will, will get well, us to reach the the, the next goal so we yeah it's it's such a cool book and it looks amazing yeah people should definitely go out and support it and check it out for sure yeah, yeah. great way to get your hands on the book and signed copy right there on the, on the zoop site so definitely yeah. grab that uh, now, something a lot of folks in comic work, comics work in the video game industry, um, like you do, Jorge, as a as concept designer or, or an artist uh, working on video games. Um, can you walk us through what that process is like? I feel like it's something we don't it's we don't really know how that works. Uh, yeah, for video games, it's more on the concept art stuff. So specifically to me, my experience has been being able to design the characters from the video game and 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 how they look on screen and and the different type of outfits so uh it's it's different from comics in the sense that there's more creative freedoms and and you have the time to explore and and really polish you know those designs in comics uh, since you have to do a certain number of pages you always try to make the the suits as simple as possible right yeah (laughs) you can draw and finish those panels as fast as possible you know In, in video games it's totally it's all the opposite since, since the character is going to be sculpted and rendered you can put all those details that you love and i love just you know getting lost in the details so to me it's it's, it's a very gratifying way of working because i get to spend weeks on just one character and, and, and be oh, able wow. to like put all those little details knobs and cables and all that in there it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of fun it's um but it's not for everybody, you know. So sure. I, I, gladly, I, I was able to to land those gigs, and I love it. It's just a di- it's a different. It taps in a different space in my brain that I, I like exploring. Also, you know, I don't. I don't. On comics, I love being able to do the covers just because you have that extra time also, to be able to put you know all the colors and all the details on that. So yeah, to me, it's like the middle ground between doing cover work and doing comics and, and doing video games it's 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 a, it's a lot of fun too awesome. uh, when you when you get sort of like an assignment like that what details come to you that you're then sort of spinning around in your brain to, to actually put the design together well it, it it depends on what the the edit the director needs you know for the game so i will usually get a brief of what the character or who the character is and 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 a personality around it so from there i start getting all the data that i need i do a lot of research and i usually spend 
around two days just doing research and just trying to, to, oh, wow. to get a better sense of what the visuals are going to be when I lay down the lines and do the characters. So um, that's I think that's key, you know, like getting familiarized with, with the character before you even start uh, drawing. Otherwise, you're going to spend a lot of time just drawing and drawing and drawing without right. getting nowhere. So it's like a, you're going to build a house, but you got to have, you know, the, the, the floor, floor pans before you do that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's part of the job, you know, doing the research for that. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like that's not something. Um, I feel like it, with an artist, everyone thinks like, "Well, they just came up with it and put it down on paper." <laughs> but you Sometimes really that works, yeah. But but um, especially in video games, I, I like to do my research because you have that little bit of extra time. In comics, sometimes you have to wing it because it's just like the death run is there. <laughs> yeah, it's but at go, the go, same go. time, like you know who Batman is, and you already drew Batman a couple of times, so you're yeah. not doing new characters that often yeah uh, i mean you've drawn so many uh books and characters all across the spectrum who are you itching to to get down who, who do you want to like spend some time uh, i want to i want to keep drawing batman man like yeah. i don't want to move from there i'm happy there i could do that for the rest of my life and i love it and, wow. and I'm, so I'm, I'm happy to be doing that and still doing that like uh I, just this morning, I finished the Batman uh, sketch, and I'm gonna do the cover from that. So I'm happy. Like I don't, I don't want to draw any other character. <laughs> uh-huh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, Batman and the X Men, man. <laughs> what is it about Batman then that keeps you? Because I feel like you know you draw, you don't ever get tired of it. Why? That's crazy. yeah. That you never get tired of Batman. I don't know why. And I think there's something about you know that darkness in the character that I enjoy so much. And you can get so much from the contrast that you're able to use with Batman. Just that black yeah. and white. It's so powerful. Uh, at the same time, it's a character that commands so much attention. And it's so impressive. In, in It's almost like, like, a, like, a, like a renaissance sculpture, you know? Like with the cape and, and, mm. and, and, and the, cow, the cow and all that. That is just... there's so much potential and so many ways to make that character look cool and 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 you can make it look imposing you can look, make it look menacing you can make it look heroic there, there's a, a wide gambit of, of things to explore when drawing batman that i think that's why i love it so much though and i love black and he looks so cool with black so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I love. I feel like when you talk about Batman, like we talk about Batman, like a cool friend that we like. Oh man, I can't wait! Batman's coming over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sick. yeah, he's exactly. so cool. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so can we look forward in fifteen yeah. more years to um, your next volume, and it's just going to be like ninety-eight percent Batman drawing? Batman. Yeah, yeah, man, all Batman. <laughs> all right, well, I'll buy that one too. Can't yeah, wait. probably do an art book with just Batman if DC lets me. That would be cool. I mean, I <laughs> feel like uh, that's a that's a great follow up. Uh, so, well, everybody, check out Zerto over on Zoop. Thanks yeah, so much for being here, Jorge. Man. It's so thank good to you talk so much. to you. We love your work. Uh, keep living that Bruce Wayne life. All right, it's a pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, take care. Thanks for being here. Have a good one. Later. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kids series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. 
our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh man! Hooray, Molina! Ah, just that's so fun. Uh, the love affair with Batman continues. To see Check him out. talk about Batman was was special. That was pretty awesome. Well, and like when you see someone who loves their work, like that's yeah. the way you know. It almost you can, even on this show, you know, goes into a little bit of like that reverie of just like. Thinking yeah. about that character, uh, so definitely uh, check out um, the Zerto campaign over on Zoop, and you lefty. know uh, there's Lefty. There's a lot of supporters already out there, and just to be selfish about it, get your hands on this book. It looks amazing. Yeah, it really uh, does. Now, so uh, moving on from um, our interview, it's time for our, our favorite section because you guys all make it up. It's your audience questions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have a question. Can you throw that uh, recipe back up there? I want to see what's in that, man. Does that look good? Uh, sure. Sideways? Do you want that? Yeah, sideways. Uh, great. I can do that. Sideways. Uh, oh, please. Yeah. Leave a question uh, on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. They will pop up here, and we will answer them. Anything at all. Looks why, delicious. Maybe like why couldn't it? Couldn't the recipe come out the right way? Well, Stray Bullet says he he wrote it sideways. He did yeah. that because I think you know, a little he's just askew. being nice. Uh, but let's do some audience questions right now. All right, uh, what you drinking, man? Uh, drinking? I'm drinking a Modelo. Um, oh, nice. I didn't have uh, time to make the cocktail because I was driving here like an absolute maniac. Yeah, well, uh, I'm drinking a uh, Sunny D and vodka. You know what I mean? Uh, we got pur- some purple stuff. We got some Sunny D. Come on, that's, man. That's the name of the drink? Uh, that's, that's right. That's uh, right. I, Sunny D, I guess, has really found its home. <laughs> an alcohol. The nostalgia uh, factor nicer. for, yeah, oh, it's just glorious, man. I could just see you reaching over. That's something I feel like you would just straight up Popeye. You just grab, squeeze <laughs> it, and shoot it in your mouth. It yep, gives yep. you uh, fuel. Uh, first question from uh, Josh Sinison, Jay Sinison. If there was a podcast strike, what would your picket sign say? Now, as a, obviously Josh referencing the uh, writer's strike. Uh, That's I'm right. Part of, been picketing. Um, uh, uh, yeah, how's that been going, man? It's good. You know, we're out there. Uh, we got to just uh, keep doing it. I feel like it's going to be perhaps a long summer of picketing. But I'm a little worried because all, all this uh, production on halt while this is all happening. I'm just worried uh, there's going to be a drought of uh, shows and stuff. Uh, nope, I don't think so. It's a little bit delayed because it's uh, we got to put the take the fight to the studios to get a living wage, basically. No, I agree I, with the why we're doing it. Um, just as a consumer, I want them to finally agree to the term so I don't lose any more uh, content. You know what I mean? They're saving the Daredevil costume so he'll be able to put it back on and resume shooting. So okay. If that's, if that's okay. what you're worried about. All right. Uh, don't you worry. Uh, but, Pete, what would your picket sign say? You're out there in the street, ready to march. You have to have a message that you're going to stand by. Um, uh, Cyclops was right. Nope. Possibly, nope. Possibly that, would, that would be a horrible thing to say. Um, I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is picket. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, pay me. You won't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, we don't. Uh, the problem is, uh, 
you know, we don't uh, really make a lot of money doing this podcast. You know what I mean? So it's weird when you're talking about a strike. I understand. I, I think writer. we need a strike. It's about time. I understand the writer we need, we need who needs to make a living, you know. Uh, we need to show up at Big Podcast, which I believe is. Um, What's Big Podcast? Uh, big Podcast is like. Where uh, it all goes down, Mark Maron's house probably. I guess. Oh, okay. It's a house. Mark Maron's house. His yeah, garage yeah. featured yeah. in his television show, so should, we Great. should be able to find it. Pick at him until he eventually sprays us with his hose because we're that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, Michael Tillman, this sign is worth it for the art alone. Ah, there it good. is. There it is. Come on. Um, Thanks, good, Michael Tillman. A good podcast wage is super tight bananas. <laughs> what do you think uh, yeah yeah that's fun uh, a lot of great ideas out there um don't i got fucked on fuck island what do you think that, <laughs> that should be a that should be a t-shirt pete side will say i warned salvin about this that is yeah. uh accurate that's what uh we were saying when we decided we were going to do it without salvin this yeah. show <laughs> we warned you about this uh but maybe we should pick at him we should yeah pick it exactly uh, moving on to the next question. What comic is the most fun to read sideways? Hmm. Uh, what do you think, Pete? <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of comics that sort of make a sideways. Pete. Yeah, I mean, I think of that Batman one uh, with yep. Court of Owls comes yep. to mind where it kind of twists and turns. Yeah, there's an Ice Cream Man where it goes all the way. All over oh, the way. yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some been some real fun ones. Um, this could also mean what comic is the most fun to read after you've had several um, Sunny D and Vodkas? Oh, yeah. Well, hard that's to order, always tough. Real quick, hard to order that at a bar, though, right? You order a Sunny and Vodka, they're like, sir, I need to see an ID. <laughs> you're, clearly, you're, you're clearly two children wearing a trench coat. Because <laughs> that's not... No one orders the purple stuff in vodka, though, I bet you. Yeah. Uh, most fun to read sideways, anything? I mean, uh, Far Side uh, was great because it's not a lot of reading. So when you're drunk, you know, you didn't have to do a lot of reading. So Far Side, the comic strip. That's right. Uh Great answer from Michael Tillman. Private Eye, Truth, and Echo Lands. Oh, man. Ooh, Remember yeah. Echo Lands? I wonder if we'll ever get oh, more of that. Man. That was a great episode we had, uh, sort of early pandemic, where we were talking Echo Lands. Um, really fun stuff. I guess um, any comic can be read um, sideways because, uh, you know what? Archie Double Digest. Um, I may have to pick it because Justin didn't give me credit on this question. Great. Pick at me. I'll, I'll give you everything um, you're asking for. What would sign? What would your sign say if you're picking? Schoichler was the one who came up with the picket question, just so everybody's cool. Yeah, thanks for being real about that. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, from Stray Bullet, I'm watching some of the classic Disney movies with my son, and we just watched Peter Pan. It has very questionable content regarding um, Native Americans. That's correct, but he loved it. What should we watch next? Interesting question. What should you watch next that has um, a very questionable content? Um, I won't, don't want to tell you that. But Disney has, uh, they have warnings on their movies uh, about that these days. Um, so you can always be, be aware of that. But uh, classic Disney movies with the sun. I just watched Swiss Family Robinson with my kids, and that's a great movie. Some questionable oh, wow. content there as well, but I always takes me back to when i was a kid and i was like i'm ready to be marooned on any island because uh, mm. that one worked out well it had all sorts of animals pete what disney movie you have you spend a lot of time with children as well yeah that's right uh i'm uh i'm tired of uh taking them to movies they enjoy i now watch them make i make them watch like nightmare on elm street and stuff now I'm, i've gone that way oh that's yeah. a bad that's bad well, that is a bad... I'm, I'm looking for memories. You know what I mean? I'm tired of just kind of like having just pleasant things. I want to, I want to, I want to be there for the, the real, uh, you know, memorable right. moments. You know what I mean? The yeah, scarred doing some stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that means it's when you say it like that, you know, you're sort of taking yourself out of the equation as the scarver. Mm. But are you recommending the character scar from Disney's Lion King? Wow, that always scared me. No way, man. Uh, that scared you? Lion King scared you? Oh, yeah, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. When I was a kid, Lion King scared the crap out of me, dude. Mm. Elephant Graveyard? Are you fucking kidding me? Um, yeah, no, I guess that is true. Uh, but not the scariest movie. When he, when uh, the uh, sky cloud, the dad showed up? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. That was, you're going to cry, dude. You know what I mean? That's just going to get you. It's, a, it's emotionally scary. Yeah. 
Uh, moving. Let's see what we have. Uh, what comics will anger? This is from Stanley. What comics will anger uh, Pete the most this week? What well, we think, Pete? I mean, the good news is uh, we got. Uh, we don't have a lot of X Men stuff in the stack, so there's not really anything I'm going to lose my shit on. Uh, there, there's some great stuff that I'm looking forward to talking about. Uh, the Punisher uh, stuff was, mm. baby. Uh, but just uh, Stanley, that's literally the premise of our podcast, The Stack. It's what <laughs> comics this week will anger Pete the most. So please just tune in there where we'll answer that question handily. Uh, very handily. Uh, oh, moving on over to All in the Game. How worried should we be about the Russo Brothers' $200 million Electric State movie adaptation given the critical bombs that was Cherry and the Gray Man? Russo, and uh, let's not forget Citadel, their television program that was uh, universally panned. Uh, so the Russo brothers, I, I'm wondering what's up. Uh, I agree. I think we should be worried about all of those things because the, the proof has not been in the pudding anymore. Oh, I'm trying to think of what the Gray Man film was. What that the one you that... watched that? Yeah, I love that. If one. you don't remember any aspect about it, I would argue it didn't do. No, I, I was like, wait a second, I like that movie. You did like it? Yes, I did. I've well, seen it numerous times. Uh, then you must be excited. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, great. Uh, from uh, newbie D, I'll never forget when I was allowed to watch it and the Leprechaun way oh, too young. Those are the yeah, memories that stick dude. with you. I mean, uh, I watched nothing but trouble at a young age, and I was damaged by it. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, uh, that what movie uh, scarred Ro- you? Rod- Roger Rabbit scarred me. Um, you know, Christopher Lloyd when he took off those uh, gla- those eyeballs really freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Also, I was at a sleepover. We weren't supposed to watch it, and we watched it. Oh, there was no oh, sleep. Man. Famously, right? Right. Yeah. What's up? Never mind. Uh, Frederick Rosa. I've been rewatching the Marvel Netflix shows. Have you guys watched them all? And would we consider doing a rewatch podcast? Great question. Great question. What do you think, Pete? Did you watch all of them? Yeah, I've seen them all. I've definitely seen. Wow, all of them. Iron Fist. Every app. Every app of Iron Fist. Yes. Ooh, that's. That's fortitude. I did not make it through all of those. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. If we're out of ideas, maybe we have to go back and re-watch, do a rewatch podcast. We'll see how it goes. So or, it'd be, for some of us, it'd be considered a watch podcast. Oh, okay. I all think. right. Shots fired. Uh, shots fired. The um, I, I would do a rewatch, especially the good ones. I mean, it'd be worth doing um, a rewatch of the Daredevil series in advance of the new Daredevil series. Because yeah, that would be cool. I wonder how much of the bones. Obviously, we're not bringing forward a lot of the characters, uh, the not uh, Matt Murdock characters from that. But I do think it's worth seeing what came before as we move into the new one. Um, uh, from Pablo D. Martinez, no Alex today. That is yeah. correct. That, that is correct. correct. Thank you for uh, being so astute. Um, coming right down to it here, we've got still haven't finished the last season of Jessica Jones. Agreed. I also did not finish that. Um, how many times within 10 did Pete see Luke Cage? Now, that, is, that a, is that a quiz question from Schoikler, who wants credit whenever he asks a question? <laughs> uh, is that um, a guess? I have to guess. You have to guess, yeah. Within 10 did Pete see Luke Cage? For context, what is your Ted Lasso rewatch up to at this point? Just to give oh us like sort of the I world we're in, like how it's... crazy you are when it comes to. <laughs> uh, I mean, all right, let's just say this last episode, it's been out for a week and I've watched it 20 times. 20 times, the most recent episode of Ted Lasso. <laughs> That's, That's right. one week, 20 times in one week. It assure you it drops off a little bit. And yeah. you liked Luke Cage. Luke Cage is in the same realm as Ted Lasso. Right? That's right. Okay, this is truly very difficult. Do you have a number in mind, Pete? I don't. Oh, Luke Cage? I, I, it's kind of like... Put one in there. Uh, I mean... The, the full uh, series. The full series. How many times I'm going to guess, and I need to get within 10. And I'm okay. going to say... Lois, without going over, I'm going to say 62 times. Wow. 
It might be. I mean, I... Uh... It is, Pete. I've been watching your algorithm. <laughs> I am your algorithm, dog. Okay. I've been, I've been feeding you, and it's the what's coming out is uh, worrisome. Let's see. Any other questions? Michael Tillman, Dan Aykroyd damaged everyone in that one. Him eating hot dogs in the movie is still a oh, recurring nightmare. Dude, that, him eating that, oh, that was the grossest hot dog. And just like also his fingers kind of look like gross hot dogs. Uh, you are was, what you eat. That was you just. You are oh. what you eat. Uh, although the little choo-choo train of condiments was a great idea. And I think, you know. Uh, oh, interesting. You know, so you, yeah. you ha- it has affected your life in good and bad ways. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, fantastic. All right, folks, that's it for your audience questions. Oh, man. Uh, thank you for all of that. Now, uh, let's move on to a little section. Oh, you want to do one more question, I take it, because you put it on the screen? Yeah. Let's take it back into audience it's... questions. Yay! Audience questions. Hey, there's the music. That's fun. It keeps playing the same one. It keeps playing the same crap. So, uh, what are your most anticipated movies this summer? Pete? Yeah. What are you looking forward to this summer? As far as like summer movies, like what's the top one for you? Well, I mean, I got to say, The Flash. I'm looking forward to it. What? Really? What do you don't think so? You're not looking forward to it? No, I just uh, I'm just surprised that you're saying the Flash. For me, it's Blue Beetle. That's a that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of ha- it's I have Flash in my vision right now. He's right there in front of me. Oh, Blue okay. Beetle definitely later on. Uh, good one. Spider Man. What our uh, venerable co-host is seeing right now. He will have he will have an answer. Uh, so he said he was going to try to call in to the show um, when he uh, if he gets home. Before well, yeah, hopefully finish, it'll so. be Week and Geek. He's definitely going to do the stack with us, but hopefully in the Week no, and Geek. he's calling we'll into extra. this show. He's calling into this show for a new segment, which is Alex on the Street. Alex on the Street. Alex on the Street. Deck the beat. We got Alex on the Street. And Don't. Go you're hyping up this segment that you have no, uh, th- there's no way to actually make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have no, no way to know. play the phone call on the show. You don't even know if he's calling. There's, uh, this is just a. Yeah. But you get, sometimes you got to trust. Because sometimes you got to trust. Uh, <laughs> Pete, because like, we can always cut some of our later sections like trivia. You know? Ah, okay. Right, cool, make cool. a cut on that. Uh, speaking of that, it's time for trivia. Hey, Are you ready, Pete? Yeah. So, to, be, to be featured in Pete's trivia, where he uh, ha- features a person who recently died, uh, we just need you to uh, raise your hand, either in the comments or uh, yeah, on whatever platform you're watching it on. We would just That's like right. to see and you can win $25 gift certificate to Midtown Tomics or Long John Silver for some reason. Yeah, but well, you know, that's uh, especially summer hits. You just want some uh, fried fish nugs or whatever it is they make <laughs> at Long John Silver. Isn't it all just a vehicle to get tartar sauce into our mouths? That's what I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. So just raise your hand. If you would like to participate in trivia, we don't have to invite you into the stream. We can just um, do it via the comments. Yeah. Uh, it will be excellent. We got David Quinley. Yeah, David's going to do it. Awesome. Great. Thank you, I'm going to turn it over because this is exhausting, being the person who talks the most. Yeah. Over to the star of trivia himself, Pete La Page. All right. Thank you so much, Justin. JT says, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. All right. One more tap. All right. Today's trip is on topical comic news and a small nod to the legend, Ray Stevenson. R.I.P. Volstage. Okay. Here we go. Please, uh, please listen to all three options before making your selection, David. I hope you are ready. Question number one. Marvel is giving whom a new number one issue starting in September is it A, Alligator Loki, B, Farmhand Loki, or C, Andrew Farmer? So it's either A, which is the only one that makes sense, or mm. you could be completely wrong. Speaking uh, of Andrew Farmer, shout out to Kenny Farmer, wherever you are. Much love, brother. Much love. Wow. Pete just says names. So if That's you right. want your name featured on the show, you should just have Pete say it. Cool, yeah, so just waiting for David to type in A so we can move on, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, here we go. 
That's okay. He, yeah. In good time. I'm yeah. very excited because a segment I recently pitched, Alex on the Street, Alex in the Street. Who's got the beat? It's Alex on the Street. Is going to happen. I have a got good authority that we are going to uh, get. I doubt, I doubt my it. My brand new Well, let's just favorite. move on because, you know, Dave. Hey, yes, right, David. Nice job. All hey, right, here we go. Correct. Don't overthink these, David. It's, uh, it's usually yeah. going to be A. All right, here we go. Who is going head-to-head in the upcoming DC Gotham War? Okay, so it's Batman v. Who? Is it A, Catwoman? B, Grandpa Grandpa Wayne's Ghost Nuts, or C, Wayne Knight. So again, A is uh, the only one that makes sense, uh, and it's a real person in the DC universe. So you just want to uh, just want to comment A there. Uh, uh, nice, good. I like that you've gone from suggesting clues to almost being impatient until uh, the person does <laughs> You're uh, like, uh, great. Yeah, all right. We got delay, David writes, but maybe the using the A in delay, I think that could mean um, exactly A. Mm, okay, all right. Hey, hey, yes. hey, all right, here we go. Last one, David. And again, don't overthink this. You can just type type in A now if you need. All right, there's a new manga alert. That's right. Uh, the Witch of Thistle Castle is Charmed Meets Blank. Is it A, Harry Potter, B, Terry the Weather Wizard, or is it C, TJ Storm? Terry Potter. That's a fun character. Yeah, I, that's what I'm talking about. That's who I want to see. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Stanley suggests, please make Alex in the Street an hour-long segment. Yes, we will, because the actual theme song takes up about 35 minutes. Oh, Just worth it. In. It's Alex worth on it. the Street. Alex on the Street. Who's got the beat? It's Alex on the Street. All right. Uh, uh, he said A, so yeah. All right. Yes, that's right. That's, that's the A David said last time, but it still stands. It's still co- you can copy-paste. It's okay. It doesn't have to be a new A every time. And, of copy course... Paste. Congratulations, uh, David. To... Congratulations, David. Please send us an email and we will get you your gift card for either uh, Midtown Comics or Long John Silver if you're feeling lucky. Pete, you often hide a corpse in the third answers uh, like right. some sort of uh, Edgar Allan Poe character. Who have you hidden in your C answers today? That's right. Of course, uh, all the C answers are actors from the 2008 movie Punisher Warzone. Yeah! There it is. Great. We've got a comment coming in hot. No Alex triple question mark from Ramsey Hassan. Oh, You're man. right, Ramsey. People are just freaking out about Alex. this Alex thing. We don't have Alex. This is the first time we've ever not had Alex since the pandemic started. Well, that was, uh, it's been a challenge. But we've got great news for you. We have a brand new segment called Alex on the Street. Alex on the Street. Alex on the Street. Who's got the beat? It's Alex on the Street! Hi, what's up, everybody? This is Alex reporting live from the street. Uh, first of all, yeah. I'm excited that I was able to tune in for my favorite section of the show. Just logged in and time to see Pete do trivia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy loves trivia. He walked uh, out of seeing the new Spider-Man movie to watch Pete yeah, I missed trivia. the whole ending. I missed the last 10 minutes because I was like, I, and I announced it loudly in the theater. I was like, I need to leave. Pete is paying tribute to Ray Stevenson. Hey! You asked them. You asked them to put trivia on the big screen. Cut the movie off mm-hmm. and play it, right? And everybody, everybody was like, "Thanks, we don't need to see it across the Spider Verse." That's all good. Uh, so, Alex, we've invited you here for this segment, Alex on the Street, uh, because you've just seen um, a movie that perhaps we have some interest. Yeah, in. what's it like outside? <laughs> it's very nice, actually. Thanks for asking, Pete. But it's even nicer in the movie theaters this weekend with the fear of Spider-Man across the Spiders coming to theaters everywhere. Now, we all know and love Into the Spider-Verse, a big hit movie that won Oscars and won our hearts for Miles Morales and company. They're back on the big screen, baby, and they're bringing it even bigger than ever. I don't know how much longer I can keep this up, so instead I'm just going to say the movie was really incredible and I was completely blown away. It is bigger more emotionally complex i'm going up a hill now so i'm running out of breath you honestly look a little sweaty as it is so we're starting to be worried about you is it better than the first Uh, one i it's different and i I obviously like i just got out of the theater so i have a working emotions a little bit 
but it's a lot about miles is older now he's grown up he's dealing with more complex things in his life I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything like that but i think because of that the movie gets more complex and complicated and bigger yes the animation is the real standout again without getting into any spoilers but throughout the movie there were multiple times in my head i was like holy shit holy shit holy shit when it was happening and i'd never do that in a movie so wow. i was really blown did away did you cry it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. definitely got choked up a couple of times. Ooh. It's hard to cry at a press screening because everybody's like jotting it down for the New York Times release and stuff. They're like, the movie was good, but there was one guy who was crying and it was just really bawling crazy. his eyes out. I love the idea for you to be like the sobbing critic, just openly weeping in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm home now, so that's all the time we have for Alex on the street. Take us in. Show us. Uh, show us around. Alex is at home. Alex around? is at home. Okay, Put well, it in your right. dome. Alex at your home. Yeah. The brand new section uh, that we just made up. It's called Alex is at home. It's really showing it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, this is great, and we'll see you on the stack, buddy. And hey, there's Alex's hey. family. Hey. And Alex. Hey. Just say your social security number. That's a different child. That's not my child. Don't show other people's kids on the show. Come on, man. But we always end the section with you you reciting your social security number, Alex. So go ahead and say it. Okay, here we go. 087. Oh, here's my family. They're waiting. They've been waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) They all pile up next to the door waiting for you to get home. They've been doing this for two and a half hours. Oh my God! Well, Alex, I who you know that, right? who knows when we know who knows when we'll see you. But here, do you want to give a quick goodbye? Me goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I cut him, I cut him off. A, ahead it was a quick was goodbye. Um, everyone is loving the new segment of Alex on the Street, uh, folks. As we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. That's right. Well, actually, before we go to that, we should say, I'm very excited for the, the Spider-Verse movie. This Ooh. is the fact that uh, they, because the question that I didn't ask, but I uh, have been thinking about is, it's a more complex, it seems like it's a more complex movie. Like Alex was saying, there's a lot more characters featured in the trailer. It feels like there's a potential for it to get a little out of hand, out of control. And it sounds a lot like it didn't, and it's going to be just another excellent uh movie in the spider-verse verse what do you think well i'm excited for it It should be interesting um yeah there's a lot of great movies coming out this summer so should be uh, wow great harkening back to audience questions yeah uh could there summer uh, ever pablo asked could there be a pete on the street soon enough let's hope so let's hope so we gotta get a live show going you know what i mean you're in charge of booking that if i remember correctly yeah i got i got a spot we just gotta talk about when we're doing it Great. Good news. So looking forward to that. Uh, Pete, before we um, end this show, it's tomorrow's new comic book day. That That's means right. it's time to read some comics. Refill the old bean with our co- favorite comic book images. What are you looking forward to tomorrow? Well, I tell you, I'm looking forward to Punisher number 12 as well as Doctor Strange number 3. Uh, very nice. No uh, response. Other response necessary. I got to give it up for Local Man number four. Oh, uh, Tim Seeley and Tony Fleeks are crushing it, and I love to hear it. Um, before we go, though, I should say this: uh, today's episode is sponsored by uh, Comics with My Kids. Yeah. Here at Comic Book Club, we love comics and we love we kids, so of course we love the podcast. And this week's sponsor, Comics with Kids. Here's the story. Uh, comics with my kids. Here's the story. A comic book loving dad wanted to share his love and passion for reading comics with his two kids. So Matt decided to introduce the kiddos to comics and podcasting. That's our whole thing, too. Oh, wow. Now, each week, Matt with Logan or Melody will read a family-friendly comic, collected edition, or graphic novel to share with fellow listeners and help spread the joy of reading comics. There are also creator interviews that spotlight their work, and they're starting up a summer reading campaign where they will post reading lists for future episodes. So listeners, both young and old, can email in or give an audio clip with their opinions on the books. You can check out Comics with My Kids uh, on comiccornerbox.blogspot. 
Uh, com for episodes and written reviews for the whole family. On Facebook at Comics With My Kids, no spaces. On Twitter at Comics With Kids. And of course, you can hear the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check Sounds it out. Awesome. It's very fun. Um, definitely. Uh, this is not part of the ad. It is fun. And like, if you have any young people in your life, it's a great way to figure out the right books to sort of connect with them. And I think that's... Uh, what we all want to do is uh, spread our passion to the next generation, who many of whom you saw uh, pop into this feed behind me when I was muting. That's right. Uh, folks, that's the show. Uh, we've got a other bunch of podcasts that you can check out across the, any sort of spectrum. Check us out. Uh, the Stack is coming out tomorrow with a bunch of new comic reviews. The Weekend Geek, if you're a member of our Patreon, which is a blast. We have a lot of fun hanging out there. Talk a lot uh, of Ted Lasso. Times we talk Ted Lasso. A lot of people are asking um, if we've been watching Succession or Barry. We will be talking about both Succession and Barry on our Weekend Geek podcast. So if you don't subscribe to that, join our Patreon. It's only uh, a little bit of money each month. And we will, uh, you'll have our full review of all of those things for Alex and Alex on the street, Pete LePage, my erstwhile co-host. I'm Justin Tyler. This is Comic Book Club. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Yeah.